0: I'm sorry. Welcome back to the Strength and Speed podcast. I'm your host Evan Preparis, and joining me is Brenna Calvert. Say hi, Brenna.
1: Hello, everybody. Glad to be back again.
0: This week's episode is brought to you by Rock Tape. Rock Tape is one of the sponsors of the Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Team. They make some of that kinesthesiology tape you see on, uh, you've been seeing on like Olympic athletes. Basically, as they you know s- helps stabilize you and helps protect against injury. They also make gloves and some other uh, products on their website. Brenna, what are your thoughts on Rock Tape?
1: Oh, I actually like it. Um, I've tried different brands of athletic tape and rock tape. It's awesome. It's um, water-resistant. You can actually, people wear it for days at a time. But, I mean, it's become more effective and used by athletes in every sport, from cycling and volleyball now to OCR. So um, it's definitely awesome. They have how-to step-by-step instructions on their website and included with all the roles you get. So if you're not familiar with it, um, definitely check their website, research, and you can learn how to tape yourself and be ready for that competition.
0: And you can even use it if you're pregnant. I remember uh, when Ashley was pregnant, she did like a belly taping video, which is pretty uh, pretty interesting. So
1: Yes, we got that up on the website, the Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Team um, Facebook page. So check that out if you want to learn how to tape your belly. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right, uh, so joining us today is uh, Sarah Langoni. She's a mother of two, works full-time as a clinical director at a private school for kids with autism. Uh, her recent race highlights include uh, finishing first at Fit Challenge, a multi-lab course in uh, Northeast, and then she also finished third at uh, Sunday Spartan Sprint in Boston 2016, and fifth at Saturday Spartan Super Boston 2016. So, Sarah, welcome to the show.
2: Hi. Thank you. Thanks for you guys for having me. I'm super psyched like to be here.
0: Cool. Uh, well, we we brought you on, one, just talk about your personal training, and then also talk about uh, Fit Challenge, because we like to highlight some of the smaller series. So um, I guess let's just start it off with, uh, just let's talk about Fit Challenge. Uh, just kind of tell us about the course, and um, maybe some of the signature obstacles, where it's located, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, perfect. Uh, so Fit has been run down at um, in Rhode Island, so uh, Diamond Hill State Park in Rhode Island, for the uh, the past couple years, um, which is pretty good for me. I live outside Boston, and it's uh, just about an hour away. So location-wise, it's perfect. I um, guess getting to the event, getting to the location is pretty easy. Um, there's no, you know, bag check or anything like that, but your cars are, are literally right there, so it's, uh, it's nice. Um, this year, he switched up the course, which was pretty good. It actually made it a lot more challenging um it's just about 3.3 miles um and they do you know just about 25 or so obstacles um on the course you know most of the obstacles are are your pretty standard ones you have walls um you know barbed wire crawl stuff like that but they do have two that kind of kind of stick out one um they call the destroyer um which i'm not sure if you've ever seen any pictures of it but uh essentially you get a kind of jump up to a pull-up bar, um, kip up, and then there's a flat wall with just some rock climbing uh, handles, and um, maneuver yourself up and over the wall. Um, so that can be pretty challenging. This year they actually added on the other side of it, um, once you came down, instead of just dropping down to the ground, there was um, half tires, and you had to balance across probably five or six half tires and then jump off. I have a question about the destroyer. Was that... I've heard that
1: name before. Is that the same one? Did they use that at OCRWC maybe back in Ohio? Evan, do you recall? Is that the same destroyer?
0: Yep, it's the same one. And uh, there's also gotcha. a, a version of it at Shell Hill or Shell Hill in Benson, Vermont now.
2: Okay, awesome, cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty fun one. Um, there's one side where they have um, kind of a, a kick up where you can use your foot. Um, and then the other side isn't. So elite males can only go on the side where there isn't the foot kick-up. Everybody else can kind of use um, the other side, which makes it a little
0: bit easier. Is that that the Uh same for multi-lap as it is for just the single-lap competitive wave?
2: So they kind of split. So they have have three different options. So they have the multi-lap. Um, which goes off first? Which actually this year sold out. I think there was like 260 of us who did uh, who signed up for the multi lap. Um, and so multi lappers can use either side of the destroyer, and they can use in the um, the rig at the end. There's three or four lanes. You can use any lane that you want. Um, the the rule with the multi lap is you have to attempt like you know really attempt every single obstacle. You can't just kind of touch it and bypass it. Um, and there's a lot of people out on the course kind of making sure that happens. Um, for the elite wave, which goes off right after all the multi-lappers, um, it's mandatory obstacle completion for both males and females. Um, and the males have to use the, the non-kickup side on the destroyer. The females can use the footholds. Um, and then when you get to the rig, the elites have to go um, on the last lane, which is the more challenging lane each time. Um, and then the open waves and the open wave pretty much runs like, you know, any other race as far as, as that goes, they can use any of the lanes. There can be, um, assistance from other racers if they can't, you know, if somebody can't complete an obstacle or they don't feel safe, they can go around it in the, uh, in the open wave. So those are kind of the three, the three options that fit offers.
1: Very cool. This is all new to me. So I'm excited. Um, did you say that you've done this multiple years or is this your first time doing it this year?
2: Um it's my first time doing the multi lap, but um I've run the open at fit and I've run in the elite wave at fit. So I think you know, I think the first time I did it was 2014. Um and uh he generally puts on two events a year. So there's usually one in April, which is the one that I just did, um, and then there's usually one in November. Um so as long as I'm around I try to do it, you know, it's a nice it's a nice small local race. Um, as far as pricing goes, you know, it can't be beat. I think I might have paid 60 or $70, I think, for the multi-lap. Wow. Yeah, it was so really bad.
1: explain the multi-lap. So, I mean, is it just – I mean, I'm familiar with, like, BFX and a few different things. Um, is there time cutoff? I mean, you're obviously going for the most laps, and then there's a, a time that you have to make your last lap start
2: or something? Yeah, so – um the multi-lap, for, for this last one, we have five hours to start your last lap. So if you start at 7.30, then you have to be uh, through the start for your last lap by 12, by basically 12.30. Um, and you try to get, you know, as many in as possible. Um, they have a tent set up for the multi-lappers, so we could drop a bag, we could drop a cooler, um, literally right next to the start area, so you could you could finish loop over to your bag, get whatever, you know, nutrition you wanted. Um, they also had a big table set up that had tons of, like, honey stinger products, and they had um, these jugs full of tailwind and water and stuff, and that was all for multi-lappers, too. Um, and then you check in at the, the booth, which is right by the start line. You check in there with your bib number, um, and then you can continue on your, on your next lap. Sounds great. After the the second lap the um the top 10 males and top 10 females get um these like the males were green and the females were yellow but um these bibs to put on that says lap leader so that you can kind of be tracked throughout the uh the course
0: well that's kind of nice it helps you identify who's in front of you and who's who's your direct competition because i know at at world stuff is not obviously a little bit longer an event um, you'll be running and you'll, you'll have no idea just who's in what place you can tell a little bit uh, at world's toughest when people put on like the fifty mile or the seventy five mile bib, but you know you don't there's not it's not mandatory to put that on, so um, a lot of times you're running around at night or during the day and you're just very confused as far as who's actually your direct competition so definitely like that about um, fit challenge is it is it f i t challenge or fit or does that not matter
2: He calls it fit. So, like, when, you know, when you are there and stuff like that, everybody just refers to it as the fit. Uh, Okay. So, and the bibs were also nice, too, because, you know, as you're going through your second and your third lap, you have uh, the elites that are out there, and you also have open waves that are out there. And so when you come to an obstacle, if there's, like, a jam up, um, if you, uh, you know, as soon as I showed up and I had the, the lap leader thing on, everybody just kind of moved and was like, here, go, 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 you know, so you don't really have to, you know, waste any of that valuable time waiting to get over a wall or waiting to get over the destroyer. So that was pretty neat, too. And and everybody um, there had, you know, no problems with it. They were super, super supportive.
0: And I know they, when you finish the race, uh, I know for the podium prizes, or maybe it's for everyone, they do uh, different size blocks. Can you talk about that a little bit?
2: Sure. So, yeah, that's for the um, the multi-lap. And so... If you do, you know, one or two laps, you get um, a pin. And then if you get three or more laps, um, then you get a block of wood. And so um, it's actually pretty cool. The, the race director, Rob, makes all of them in his, uh, in his garage. So if you do three, four, five, or six laps, um, you get kind of the block of wood that, that says fit. It has the number of stars, which equal the number of laps you did. Um, and it also has the, um, the actual number on there. So that was pretty cool. So how many laps did you get in with your win recently? So I got, I got four laps in. I, uh, I missed the, the time cutoff for my fifth lap by six minutes. Uh Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like so close. I was, I was so close, but honestly that, that, if, if I had made it I, I certainly would have done a fifth lap, but my body probably thanked me that I didn't.
1: <laughs> so how does it work since you've run single lap? Is it like do they the elites are there's a different like is there a payout and awards for the elites and the
2: multi lap? Yeah, so there's there's no cash prizes at the um at the fit, but the elites have a different um the elites get awards for the top three male and female. And then the multi-lappers get awards for the top three, male and female. So it's it's basically two separate races, two separate categories. Very cool. Yeah, which is pretty cool.
0: So Is this your first uh, multi-lap OCR? Like, did you get to do any of the BFXs or anything like that?
2: No, I never did. Um, you know, there, there's not a ton of them around here, kind of, you know, where I am. Um, and so... The the fit, I actually, was kind of funny. I kind of went into it like, oh, I'm just going to do this as a training run um, because I signed up for, you know, a beast that's actually this coming weekend. So I figured this would just be a good, you know, training run for me. Um, And so then I got out there and I was, you know, moving pretty good. And I came across on my second lap and they're like, oh, you're the first female. We don't even see another female back there on the course. So then I just (laughs) kind of kept pushing it. Um, you know, and ended up with the win, which was, took me by surprise. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks.
1: Evan, you, well, you've never done this one? Like, is this just never been in your schedule timing or what?
0: Yeah, so it's, it's I mean, obviously I have to fly to it because it's in the Northeast. Um, I've been tracking it for the last two years. I just haven't worked it into my schedule. Last year it was all BFXs. Uh, this year it's a lot of Toughest mothers and something else I have planned, which I haven't announced yet. And... <laughs> um yeah so like the two weekends that I looked at uh they just didn't they just didn't work out for me based off my schedule so oh it's such a bummer when that
1: happens <laughs> we just <laughs> want to do everything
0: it's on the list though it's on uh I'm gonna try to hit some of the the multi-lap OCRs that I haven't done um in 2018 so Oops. I should be out there in 2018
2: they' actually uh, just expanded, and he's doing an event in um August of this year in Connecticut um at Powder Ridge, which is an actual ski resort, so um where at you know Diamond State Park, the elevation change was I think uh, around a thousand, which you know isn't bad for um you know just under a three and a half mile course. um but the one in August will be probably more than that. Um, and you actually get eight hours to run your laps instead of five.
0: Oh, good, more time. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, so,
2: laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm still debating whether that's good or not. But I, I signed up and I took Monday off from work. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes.
0: I think that's the best part. I like showing up to work and being like crippled. I think that's it's like a, I think it's like a badge of honor. You know, you come in, yeah. you're you slowly. You're <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I usually get that question on Monday, like, did you have a race or did you just do this to yourself running and, you know, so they, they 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 totally get me at work, so that's good. Well, speaking of work and
1: racing, I mean, I guess the biggest question people always ask, and I myself ask it because I don't have a full-time job, well, I, I guess I do, but I don't have, like, hours, set hours or a family. So how do you balance
2: racing and training and work and family? Um, 4.30 in the morning is my friend. Um, I get up real early and I try to do uh, most of my training before my girls even even wake up. Um, so, you know, I'm up. Uh, if I'm doing a long run, you know, it's a Saturday or a Sunday and I'm up at 4.30 and I'm out of the house before 5.00. Um, just trying to log the miles and and uh, get all that in so it's not you know easy especially up here in the northeast it gets very chilly and very dark sometimes in the mornings Um, but I try to do that and then um, my girls both play lacrosse and so they have practice a couple times a week which gives me about an hour and a half in the evening um, that I can work out while they're at lacrosse practice so I'll I'll run the track or I'll do burpees I'll do farmer's carries I'll you know pretty much make a spectacle of myself while they are practicing lacrosse um just to try to try and fit it in so it doesn't disrupt um you know too much of our of our home life
0: I feel like that's going to be me when my daughter gets older like doing laps around the field or, like <laughs> just making a general scene cuz even like even now when I go to the gym I feel like I'm making a big scene cuz I like I bring rig grips and I like I'll set them up either on the crossbeam of a pulling machine or like on the my gym has like a monkey bar set up in the corner, and people yep. look at, people look at me like I'm absolutely crazy, you know. So, uh.
1: <laughs> That's what I think all of us. I mean, it's still such an unknown thing. So, like when you go to, L.A. Fitness or Gold's Gym or whatever gym you're going to, most people, if you like, I feel like us OCR silly people, <laughs> bring their own something unique to their workout and I swear people still look at all of us like we're crazy
2: and I'm like there's there's a lot of
1: us out there doing
2: this I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a you know I meet up with with two guys I know and work out it's just you know regular kind of mom and pop local gym usually twice a week and um, we get a lot of looks and a lot of questions and you know you just took the sandbag and ran around the parking lot we're like yeah you know that just helps us with our carries and. A lot of kind of people shaking their heads and, and walking away, but i kinda of used to it now and I think the uh other lacrosse parents are kinda of used to me now, um, you know, carrying a bucket of rocks up and down the hill or doing farmers carries with dumbbells around the track or whatnot.
1: That's all what say to your daughters, say like, Mom, come on, people are talking about you
2: <laughs> I I did get the are you really gonna wear that to my practice? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, you know, some of you, some of the other parents will be like, "Oh wow, you know, that's great, you know, you're kind of utilizing the time and um I don't think anybody makes fun of her for it. So, uh, I think I'm I think I'm pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> <I hope> so,
1: <laughs> I, I'm they're probably thinking that's the cool mom because that's pretty awesome. I w- I would at least hope so that my kid thinks it's cool of me.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was once uh, I had to my my oldest is 9, so she had lacrosse practice and my little one six and she didn't have practice so I had to bring her with me um so I rotated carrying her and then her other little friend around the track on my back just for extra training and they got a kick out of it so I kind of won them over with that with that workout it's
0: good it's good to use your uh, use the resources you have available
2: That's yeah good. yep <laughs> and then as far as you know traveling I try to I try to keep the races around the northeast as much as possible do as many as i can um you know when i'm away for the weekend my husband has has the kids and they're they're troopers um and they you know everybody kind of supports me in in racing and training and stuff like that so it makes it a little bit easier
0: you're on the 2017 strength and speed developmental team so i guess was first uh, how did you hear about strength and speed since we're on the strength and speed podcast
2: Um, I actually heard about it from uh, Sam Oleski. Um, I met her at some Spartan races around here running the Elite Heat, um, and we got to talking. Uh, She actually kind of told me about it. I looked up, you know, the website, kind of looked up what, you know, the thought process was and uh, stuff like that. And then, you know, she messaged me and said, hey, listen, the team's having kind of, you know, an application process um you know I really like it I've gotten a lot out of it I think you know you would really like it you seem like you kind of have the same mindset um and so I you know looked into it and uh and thought it might you know would be pretty beneficial for me um and so you know put in an application and uh and then you know got selected and and here I am now we're glad to have you (laughs) yeah (laughs) I was (laughs) I was so excited
1: (laughs) Well, for so those that, I mean, are listening to Strength and Speed Podcast, maybe they haven't done their research and don't know that there's a developmental team. I mean, tell everybody a little bit. I mean, I'm on it and part of it, obviously, Evan is. But, like, for athletes or anybody listening, kind of what, what do you get out of it and what, you know, does the team bring?
2: Yeah, for me, um, you know, I I really like it. I kind of like the, the group because, one, Um, it's just a lot of like-minded people. So it's, it's people with, you know, families who are, who are racing, who have jobs, who, um, are just, you know, kind of doing the same thing as me and, and, putting in the, the hours and putting in the training and really just trying to, um, you know, perform at their peak. Um, you know, I think some of the benefits is, is the support and motivation. So if you post a workout or somebody else posts a workout, um, that keeps me motivated. That keeps me going kind of that, that extra mile, um, when, you know, it's four in the morning and it's five degrees outside and I don't want to get out of bed. Um, but I saw so-and-so was doing whatever workout the day before. Um, the other thing is, you know, workouts get posted um, and so that's always nice. You know, I don't have a personal trainer. I don't have a formal coach. Um, and so it's nice to kind of have somebody else post a workout that maybe I hadn't thought of or that might target some of, you know, what I would consider my weaknesses. Um, and so that's really nice, too. Um, and then just the resource of of being able to, to post a question, ask something about nutrition, ask something about training or you know, how do I get better at X, Y, or Z? Um, and then you have this whole wealth of information from people who are doing the same races as you um, but just might have more experience in that type of stuff. Um, and so that's what I'm really excited about is to, is to be able to, to kind of post those questions or read posts of what other people are doing um, and kind of pull that kind of into my arsenal so that, you know, I can improve and get better.
0: That that was actually a great explanation. I think you explained it better than I could have. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm actually I was, I was like sitting here nodding, like, yeah, this is awesome. This is a great idea.
1: What a great <laughs> idea I had. Well, and that's what I love. It. I feel like we're definitely. I mean, I'm part of it, but benefit from Evan you being our the leader and you're awesome at like putting together teams of like you said like-minded people. That again, not everybody on the team is you know like a known top placing the best athlete and Trains for this professionally, and that's all they do, like it's a bunch of people that have families and have lives happening but still can come together and motivate and be accountable with one another and I mean Evan, putting together great workouts and just like putting together great people it's awesome to have so i I love it, and I'm glad to have people like you with us, so it's great,
2: yeah, it's nice. you know, I pulled one of the workouts and then you know was with a friend at the gym and said, "Oh here, let's try this and you know, on paper it didn't look too bad, but man, we we're lying on the floor at the end, which you know I personally love. <laughs> I love to completely exhaust myself, um, and you know, and so it was great, and it was you know some maneuvers and some stuff that I don't always work in, um, you know, on a weekly basis or anything. So, so having that kind of knowledge and, and base to pull from is is, I think, just going to be huge for me, which is which I'm excited about.
0: Yeah, that's that's great to hear. I know. A- I think you hit pretty much every reason I started the group. Um, And then kind of the other reason was, you know, I I looked at some of the other forums of, you know, there'd be all these different groups where they have like, you know, 3,000 members in it or 1,000 plus members, you know, and someone would ask a question and they would get like 50 different answers, you know, and a third of them would be good, a third of them would be like okay, and then a third would be like legitimately what I would consider bad advice. So I wanted to create like a – small group, you know, and it's not meant to be like I don't want a thousand people in there. Um I, I'm not even sure how many we have now. I think fifty maybe, if that. Thirty, forty? I'm not sure. I gotta check. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted to create a small group so you could ask something and then be like be reasonably certain that you're getting sound advice. Uh, so yeah. Um Yeah. We so the we have developmental team essentially like, you know, application process that we do once a year where people can apply and then they get uh, a lot of the benefits for free, so you get access to the group and you get some free merchandise, and um, I get some some kind of bleed off uh, extra prizes and sometimes race entries and stuff like that that I pass out to the group uh, when I when they become available, as long as the associated sponsor is okay with that. Uh, but then, you know, for those of you who are listening and thinking, oh, well, you know, I'd really like to be part of this group, but I missed the application window. Uh, essentially, you can pay to, ac- to access the group. Uh, and that's available on the Team Strength Speed website. So you, if you go there and go to the actual, like, training plan, the actual online store, you can actually pay to become a group member. And then uh, you get a lot of the same benefits um, as the people who got them for free. So,
1: <laughs> And that's exciting, too, because I feel like it's – I mean, like you said, it's a really good group to be a part of for training, but to be selected, amazing, but to also have access to it to others. So it's not like we're very – like, no, we don't want you a part of it.
0: <laughs> right, and that's, that's kind of the other reason I put, um, you know, payment option for people. Because I don't, I don't want people just joining up because they're like, oh, I got, I got nothing else going on. Like, let me just join in. And then you get the runaway effect where, again, you have, like, several thousand people in the group. And, again, we're back to the same problem I was before I created the group, which is you don't know the, t- the type of advice you're getting. so. Very you know, we have uh ultra runners in there, uh uh pro female boxer or ex pro female boxer, um, crossfit athletes, people who specialize in world stuff as mother, some people who do more short distance races. We get kind of a mix. a uh, good good chunk of the C T G pro team is in there because you know that's <laughs> We metritic- travel in pack <laughs> well, yeah, we can't get up with each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah well
1: so what is this I
2: hear about a photo shoot
1: I I heard something about an OCR photo shoot and I'm very intrigued and maybe jealous I don't even know yet
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have you were in the northeast I could have grabbed you for it I was looking for a people man um so it's kind of funny so um you know the the strength and speed announcement came out that you know I was going to be one of the athletes and um with the write-up and um my brother-in-law who who does um usually the open waves in a lot of these, um, in a lot of these OCRs. But uh, he, you know, shared it on his Facebook page and was, you know, basically just saying, hey, this is my sister-in-law, like, we're all pretty proud of her and stuff like that. Um, and uh, a girl he knows is a photographer, um, and she and and somebody else are kind of working on this new um, – fitness app, kind of like a new social networking fitness app called YouFit, and they were looking for people who are just kind of living the life, like they're not looking for the professional athletes who this is all they do, but they're looking for people who train and work and um, have a family, but who just kind of are really kind of entrenched in the sport. Um, And so she contacted me and said, is there, you know, do you have any interest in um being in a photo shoot and you know we might use some of the pictures when we uh kind of present it to different funders and stuff um and so you know of course I was like absolutely I'll definitely do that so um did a photo shoot probably a month and a half ago um with some people in the area and then she actually came down to the fit um and and did a bunch of pictures down there which was pretty cool. Well, that's awesome. So are you able to tell us anything
1: about, like, when, when do we get to see some of the pictures or this app, is it so in the works I and mean, we've got to
2: wait a while? <laughs> so, yeah, the app's in development right now. Like I said, it's called you Fit. Um and I don't know a ton about it, but, you know, from – my understanding is it's going to be kind of a social networking app focused on fitness and, and focused on, you know, obstacle course racing or cycling or CrossFit kind of whatever your, your genre is. Um, and it's just a way for people to kind of, you know, connect around, around the world who have the same passion and fitness, um, and be able to connect and educate and challenge each other, um, and stuff. And as far as, you know, when it's going to drop or anything like that, I, I don't know. Um, but I think they're they're almost to the almost to the phase where they're gonna need testers, um, which will be pretty cool and, and pretty exciting coming out, so.
1: Very exciting. Well, I'm excited to see some of your photos and stuff. I think that's always fun getting to have an actual photo shoot with what we do because I'm one of those people that my photos and Reese's are never good like Action shots. <laughs> so actually, like, have a photo shoot with a photographer focusing on you and you don't look like you're in pain or dying <laughs> is kind of cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was uh, she was great. You know, we had done the photo shoot around here at kind of a local gym. Um, and then, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, we have a race in a couple weeks down in Rhode Island. She's like, oh, okay. And I tell you, I, I still saw her there on my third lap. taking pictures of different obstacles and whatnot and uh and so you know I I was able to post that she did some sneak peeks I posted a couple of them on um Facebook but I think you know the entire album had about 100 pictures of me just from that one race which is pretty awesome that's exciting yeah totally jealous yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know I had messaged Evan to be like is anybody else around who might want to do this because it seems pretty cool
0: yeah, it's, so I'm I'm actually from the Northeast. Uh, I'm from New York, but I got into obstacle course racing after I moved out of the Northeast. So I have like one I have one very good friend that uh, races up there, and that's pretty much it. Everyone else is like all my friends are most mostly Midwest, because that's where I lived when I got into it. So
1: well, so what else is in store? I mean, you say you try to stick around Northeast and home area, obviously for traveling. Um, do you have any? big events coming up or big plans goals and set
2: for the rest of the year and the rest of the season um yeah so you know I I try to stick around here as much as as possible I definitely think for for 2017 I'm going to stick around here I really want to work on on just getting better at some of my weaknesses I want to really work on my endurance which you know I've definitely made improvements and I really want to work on my grip stuff um this season, and really kind of fine tune some of that skill stuff, um because I would like to travel a little bit more kind of come the uh, the two thousand and eight season. Um, I'll actually be you know having a birthday next year that will pop me into the the masters category um and so I'd like to travel around a little bit more and see if I really kind of push myself um what I can do as far as that goes um when i hit when I hit forty. Um, Man, anybody more I, impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a spring chicken. But um, <laughs> so for this year, yeah, I have you know I have um a couple a couple Spartan beasts. Um, I want to do. I'm doing the other fit multi lap. Um, it's actually the first time that the Savage Race is coming around here, so I'm going to give that a whirl. Um, in July, which I'm pretty excited about because I've just I've heard a lot of great stuff about it. Um, and there just hasn't been one in the area, so um, doing that. And then the, um, the bone frog always holds an event in May, um, in Massachusetts. And that always, um, always is a good time and always is is really challenging. So I'll be, I'll be hitting that up. And then the fall's a little, a little lighter for me. I'm kind of looking for maybe one or two more events. Um, if I can, if I can fit them in.
1: Very exciting. What about, I mean, Fall being light, have you planned for, or thought about Canada and OCRWC, or is that not on your radar?
2: It's, uh, no, definitely thought about it. There was definitely kind of the, the home discussion of that. Um, it's probably not going to happen this year. So uh, hopefully next year I'll be able to do that. Um, but this year, logistically, as, as far as, you know, home stuff and work stuff goes, I, I probably won't be able to swing that, unfortunately.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, hopefully they're still in the Western hemisphere next year. <laughs> Otherwise it's gonna get even more challenging. So.
2: Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> I don't even want to think about the possibility of it not being, so let's just
0: let's just skip that.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would make make it very tricky for me.
1: Well, Evan, you have anything else you want to add?
0: Are you, so Sarah, do you mostly do Spartans? Is that, is that you consider that your specialty or, um, do you think you, do you do a mix of everything? I know you said you're looking to do some new ones this, uh, this coming year.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think I, 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 my race calendar generally is Spartans. Um, and it's pretty much because of convenience, um, because there's, they have so many events that are within driving distance, um, for me. And so, You know, I like doing some of the other ones just because the obstacles get changed up um, a little bit. The competition gets changed up. The rules get changed up. And it kind of, you know, keeps me on my toes and and almost gets me out of my comfort zone. Um, So, you know, I like doing the bone frog. I'm I'm psyched that the Savage Race is is coming around here. Um, So, you know, if any of those other other races kind of come within driving distance, I'd love to. To be able to do them, but I'd say my my race calendar is pretty stacked with um, Spartans because they're the most ava- readily available to me. Gotcha. Yeah, I also do the the Tough Mudder every year um, in Vermont, which is always which is always fun. I usually try to run one lap, you know, as fast as I can to get it out, and then um, a friend a friend of mine um, will do a second lap, you know, together just for fun to to do kind of additional training that day.
0: Were you there last year in June? I was. Oh, okay. That's when I did my... That's where I started my seven-day OCR America thing. Oh, was, really? Uh, yeah, it was... I started on a Sunday, so I ran two laps that day. Um, after, we, we had to, like, sweet-talk the uh, Tough Mudder headquarters into letting us back on the course. You know, Sunday, is only open for a little bit, so we basically ran pretty fast in that first lap, and then they... Uh, they led us back on the course and we ended up catching the last place guy before the first os- obstacle so they <laughs> they were cool with it um but
1: stay careful uh, don't say that too loudly or let me <laughs> you know that feel sort of frenzy yeah, yeah. yeah they we, knew they,
0: they knew what was going on cuz we publicized it on mud run guide and stuff like that so they were they were actually very understanding um it wasn't so yeah, yeah. But, not like I, not I, like
1: you were doing it every day or type of every event thing this was a crazy thing you were doing
0: <laughs> right right and it, it was raising money for charity so um they were you know they were being reasonable and helpful so it was awesome Good. nice
2: yeah I was up there we do it on um on Saturday and it's actually there's you know kind of when I travel around it's either me or there's kind of like just a couple couple people that I'm with but um for the Tough Mudder every year a bunch of people there's usually like 10 of Bus. my brother joins us every year my brother-in-law um and so it's a lot of fun so we you know ran that first lap as fast as we could and then just kind of jumped in for for the second training one which was which was great and was a lot of fun it was a beautiful day and fun course so it was a good time
0: cool well I think that kind of uh wraps up all the questions we had uh, before we go Sarah anyone uh, people or companies or anything else you want to cover or you give a shout out to
2: um you know there's there's a couple couple guys who i kind of train with on a regular basis one of them's my neighbor pete demore who's uh great keeps me motivated um always going down to blue hill ski resort with me and being crazy and running up and down the mountain at you know really early times during the uh during the summer which is great um yeah I think that's that's about it, and then just the you know the support of my my girls and my husband and my family, which um you know really make it so that I can train and make it so that i I can you know go away and race on weekends and uh and not worry about anything
0: awesome yeah. uh Brenna, what do you got?
2: um
1: I'm gonna give my shout out to the people that have caused me pain and misery that I love right now. I have recently decided to get back to fully training and Getting back to where I need to be, and I am currently in Tulsa experiencing Conquer Fitness to its fullest. I'm actually going to Conquer Fitness classes daily with um, Steve Mainprice is running those classes, and I'm very excited to say I hurt all over, and I'm very excited <laughs> to see what comes of it. <laughs> and um, who knew? I'm part of the Conquer the Gauntlet Pro Team and Build Crew, but Steve Mainprice is an awesome coach, Um, at Conquer Fitness so if you're ever in the Tulsa area whoever's listening uh, definitely check it out it's a great gym great location and the people it's motivation you know getting back out there I haven't been training lately so having a whole group of people to cheer me on and watch me cry in agony the next day because I hurt so thank you Conquer Fitness
0: (laughs) nice and uh I'm gonna give a shout out to Mud Run Guide I just there'll be an article coming out tomorrow or it'll actually be like a week old by the time this comes out about uh, the weird things that OCR people do, so uh, I think it's pretty amusing. Uh, Margaret thinks it's pretty funny, so check that out. And then, other than that, I have a couple of articles coming out about the Olympics, um, just kind of my thoughts on, you know, the maybe not. Well, while well, I'm I'm pro getting into the Olympics, I think there's some negative aspects and there's some things that people aren't necessarily considering. So, some kind of some thought-provoking uh, articles on the Olympics and kind of where the sport's going into the future so definitely head over to mud Run guide and check those out and uh that's about it that's all i got sarah thanks again for coming on the show it's a pleasure talking to you and hopefully i'll actually get to meet you in person at one of these races sometime this year
2: that so. would be awesome thanks for uh, thanks for having me on guys yeah thank you
1: appreciate it it's been awesome